0: Tom Kearney here on WPTF Radio, AM 680 and FM 98.5. We're here every night, Monday through Friday from 9 until 10 with a little bit of live and in real time radio. We like to say that we bring you programs to entertain and edify. And uh, I believe uh, believe most of them do, even if it's left-handed. That is, it's just a trick, like trivia, which ends up teaching you more. Jeopardy is a good evidence of that than 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 one would think. so, four or five years ago, six, I don't know how many uh, suggestion from program director. We started doing a he didn't suggest a series, but it turned out that his idea to have a program about something nostalgic he he suggested the telephone you know how that much of it changed. when I was just a little kid, living with my grandfather. When you made a phone call, you had to uh, go and pick up the phone, and a voice would say, number, please, and it was a real live operator who would then get the number for you and and do the things that she had to do to plug you in so you could talk to your best buddy or your aunt or whatever. Well, it's changed a lot since then. If you've got one of these smartphones, it'll do just about anything you want to do, including flush your toilet or start up your car or whatever. So that was the kind of thing. Thinking about... uh, the way things used to be and the way they are now, and uh, since then we've done a lot of different nostalgia programs. One of the ideas, of course, is to draw you into conversation and to get your story. And when people don't call and give us their story, it defeats some of the purpose. But I think we we want to try to have at least one program a week where we have kind of open phones and and you can talk and tell us your story. And, I get to tell mine if I want to, maybe to try to entice you out. And that will be what happens tonight, because we're going to talk about something tonight that we've talked about at least once before, but I always enjoy talking about it. And that is thumbing, hitchhiking. Uh, I haven't done any thumbing lately. I think the last time I remember thumbing was uh, when WPTF was still downtown. Let's say uh, circa 1985 or 86. I had to get to work and couldn't get my car out, it had snowed is what had happened, and I tromped up to Hillsborough Street, which is not far from where I live, and stood out there and stuck my thumb out and caught a ride downtown. And That that was the last time I remember thumbing. But when I was in college, I, I kept a little journal, and I thumbed about 8,500 miles, mostly between Winston-Salem and Goldsboro, or parts in between it. I didn't always make the full trip. and so. And, I, and 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 I, when we did this before, some guy called up, and I think he had thumbed all the way to the West Coast, and he had some good stories. And one of the one of my favorite things about this is that the former governor of North Carolina uh, let's see, 16 years that Jim Hunt was governor of North Carolina. Uh, he uh, when he was in college at, at NC State University, he met the future Mrs. Hunt. This is in a biography. Uh, we talked to the author on the air. Uh, at a at a, me, a grange meeting, it was a, he was a agricultural education major, I think, something like that. And but uh, any event, he was struck by this young lady. But she lived in Iowa, and the only way he had to get there was sticking out his thumb. So he did. I don't know whether he did it one time or or twelve times, but uh, it's uh, commonly known, and that I think legitimizes and makes romantic the whole story of thumbing. And I got pretty much where I wanted to go, and so on. so uh, but I want to hear your story too. I don't you you're welcome to listen to mine, and I hope it's reasonably edifying and reasonably entertaining. But if you want to join in, nine one nine is our area code eight six zero nine seven eight three is the telephone number. eight six zero. and if you have letters on your telephone, then you can just dial or press the buttons for WPTF because, Nine seven eight three works out to be WPTF. So nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. And tell us your story if you've ever been a thumber. We actually got a, a well, at least one, maybe two young ladies or, or ladies who had thumbs when they were younger. It's pretty much gone out of fashion. But I, I did my thumbing in, in, the, in a little bit in the fifties, but mostly in the sixties. So, uh, but it's pretty much gone out of fashion now for lots of reasons. We could talk about some of those too. The whole world has changed, and and uh, if you uh, are comparing uh, 50s and 60s to more recent years, there's there's a real difference. Uh, uh, but in any event, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three, if you want to join us tonight, uh, and tell us your story, and you can join us at any point. And uh, I hope you will contribute to the program by coming out of the woodwork and, well, as the Baptists say, come on down to the front of the church and testify. And you do that, the testifying, by dialing up our number and joining our WPTF radio family on this night, this uh, Thursday night. It's, it's April the 29th in the year 2021. That, that marks our show. If, if somebody was listening to it, they would know. Uh, well, you can you can listen to it like a podcast as a download from our, radio station, and you can do that. find out about that if you go to the website, WPTF.com. Okay, there we go, 919 860 I think I took up thumbing when I was in college because I was uh, 150 miles from uh, my home, at least 150. I was probably more like 160, Goldsboro to Winston-Salem, and I didn't have any money, and. Uh, didn't have a car, and even if I had money, the way, you know, if somebody said, why didn't you take a bus? Well, the bus would have taken six hours. It would have cost uh, money that I did not have. I was one of those guys who had a scholarship and had to work for it, and, uh, and what money the scholarship didn't provide, I had to had to work for it and make it up, too. So when I have run into lazy people and lazy students, I don't have much uh, much sympathy for them. It can be done. But I took up something because it was the only way I could get there. And I figured out I needed to go home about every six weeks, maybe a little more. Uh, to, well, my mother said, I'll wash your clothes for you, Tommy. And so she washed my sheets and my underwear and things like that and so on. When I went to my alma mater Wake Forest in western settlement, it had been on the campus five years and a lot of things that are there now and have been for years in between have not had not been installed there were no there was no washing machine room if you wanted to wash your clothes, you had to find a uh, shopping center somewhere where they had a washerette I think they would call it uh, uh they still have places like that and we we and the one that I had to go to was. Uh, if you're a native of Winston-Central, it was on North Side. It was on 52, which was pretty far from the campus. Wake Forest, when it was first set up, was at the edge of, of civilization, the edge of town. Uh, that is to say, it was not commercially bound up. It was not surrounded by places. It, it is now. That you don't have to go very far to buy hamburger or shop or whatever you may want to do. But if you wanted to wash your clothes, I had one friend, a guy named Kay Huggins, who his older brother was a senior, and he would borrow his car, and we'd all pile in with, uh, with our baskets of clothes that needed to be washed, and there we go. And So that's how we got it done. But it kept us in contact with real-life civilization. You could get kind of isolated from it if you were on campus, which, by the way, I did not mind. But that's how I took up thumbing. It was a way to get somewhere. And I can remember uh, thumbing downtown to Winston-Salem. Didn't do that many times because it's hard to thumb in an urban situation. It can be done, but people are not inclined to stop uh, as often. But I can remember sometime in in the first three or four weeks, uh, I was uh, thumbing. And one of the ways that I've gotten away in life with, with whatever I do is that I have a pretty good memory. And I was picked up by a car. It was actually a couple of guys, students who were who had a car. You could have a car if you had the proper grade uh, ratio. Uh, I just didn't have any money. But I got a ride, and I can remember riding in the car, and the song that was on the radio, this is why I like to listen to oldies sometimes and have trivia about them on our radio program. It's the song that was coming out of the radio when they picked me on Northwest Parkway or something was The Lion Sleeps Tonight, you know, Whim Away, Whim Away. That was that long ago. This was in September of 1961. But I have a couple of, stories that I that I enjoy telling and I hope you will listen and I hope you will tell your story so I will have acquired some new stories and so you will help me perpetuate this program on WPTF 919 860 WPTF if you are ready to join us and become a part of our family and join us on the air you can call that number 919 860 9783 and we'll be back to take your calls in just a couple of
1: minutes this Oh, that's a group called Fantasy Ryan, Fair. Ryan, I know Ryan, not
0: Ryan. English, not, but, uh, I've always liked that song That's along with uh, Indian Lake by the, the uh, Cow Sills are one of my favorite songs We're talking about hitching a ride tonight so it was appropriate and uh, this leads us to somebody who's taken up our invitation and I hope you will, will allow him just to be a seed caller and follow him uh, his name is Anthony. Anthony, have you been into t- hitching a ride? Well, the songs a good one. I was 12 years old when that song came out, Tom. So, imagine the we in the ages here. <laughs> no, 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 but that was 1969 is when it came out. So. It it was. I yeah. um, I personally have never hitched a ride, but uh we have picked up two people that did. I will not mention names. I'll call them Mr. X. My brother and I would be going from Broadway to Sanford, and we would come to an intersection not too far from our house. This gentleman kind of had uh, palsy in his hands, and he would say, uh, "Hey, I want to go get a haircut in Broadway." So we would give him a ride, and we'd take him, let him out. We would go conduct our business in Sanford, and when we come back through Broadway, we didn't see him. But when we got by his house, there he is waving in the yard. Somebody had picked him up and taken him home. So that was pretty nice there. The other quick story is uh, there was a gentleman that lived below me. Uh, he was a Vietnam War veteran. He did odd jobs and stuff, and he would you'd see him walking up the road. Well, back when my mother was alive, this was in the 1990s, she'd say, well, we're going to pick so-and-so up here. And uh, we'd stop, and she said, "All right, get in the car, uh, rest your legs." So we'd take him up to the intersection near 421. He'd say, "Well, uh, Miss Pauline, I'll get out here, and so help me, he'd go down and get his uh, groceries and stuff. And somehow, some way, when we came back through, he had gotten home. Somebody had picked him up too. So hitching a ride worked." Both ways, we got them to their point, but then again, somebody helped them get back to their home. So that was real nice, Tom. Oh, oh I know. And, and, well, the thing is that hitchhiking started in in the it really is tied to to automobiles. There wasn't much hitchhiking when you had wagons and horses and all that stuff. I mean, and uh, uh, the first movie that I can think of that it featured a hitchhiking is a movie called It Happened One Night. Do you happen to remember that movie? I do. It was, um, well, Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert, and, uh, they're trying, they're trying to get somewhere and they don't have a car that's poor. And we got to remember that today's world is a very rich world with a lot of cars and not everybody used to have a car. Uh, one reason that people only went to town on Saturday was, was sometimes it was a job getting to town on back. That's and, right. And, uh, Anyway, they're trying to catch a ride, and Clark Gable goes out and doesn't have any luck, so she goes out and kind of pulls her skirt up a little bit and sticks her leg out and, and gets, gets a ride. But and during World War II, the government actually encouraged people to do the patriotic thing and give soldiers a ride because a lot of them had to get to bay, to a base or you know get home for a leave. Maybe they had two days and maybe they couldn't catch a train. The trains were really just loaded during World War II, by the way, and right. so on. And, uh, uh, but they actually encouraged, and it, it saved fuel. Uh, and, and again, we've got to remember that not everybody had a car. I mean, uh, uh, if a college student today doesn't have a car, it means there's something wrong with it. I don't know why, but, but there were actually students who were, in school, when I was in school at Wake Forest, who did not actually have a car, you know, and so. Uh, uh, but anyway, you get the point uh, that uh, that well, well, it, it was sort of respectable in a way. There are several episodes. There was an episode of The Twilight Zone, uh, ah, yes. in which this girl kept seeing this same guy hitchhiking along the road. I want to say it was Anger Stevens. It, it was Anger Stevens, uh, and uh, she kept seeing this person. And then there was another movie. It uh, starred William Tallon. He later played uh, Hamilton Berger on Perry Mason. He right. was kind of a hitchhiker type, and uh, of course, he was. I think in that particular movie, uh, that hitchhiker turned out to be a murderer. So, uh, a lot of people don't pick up people this day and time because you know you you never know you can get stuck in the back shot, whatever. Oh, uh, oh, those oh, days oh, are over with. Uh, well, I wouldn't do it now, and I can remember, there were one or two times when I was out there on the road, and I actually enjoyed it, it was kind of like on the road, you know what I mean, Free kind of freedom, yeah. you know, I'd, and I did that mentally, because I didn't have any choice, so I might as well enjoy it, and uh, so I got out, and then I just kind of had fun, once I got out of one car, and uh, started going, I just, just made a big deal out of it, and had a lot of fun doing it, but... Uh, I, uh, I, there were times when uh, I was afraid to, you know, I said there's two or three guys here and they don't look very, very nice. But I never had any problems. The, the, the scariest I ever got was between going to Greensboro from Burlington, a guy picked me up in a 62 Super Sport. He had his girlfriend with him. He was the kind of guy that had a shirt on that was open and he didn't have a T-shirt on. You know, the you know the type I'm talking about? And yeah. he was driving that thing wide open. He got up to about 105, and I said, Lord, let me, just let me get there. And then the worst thing was he, and he got to Greensboro, and there was about one place in North Carolina where you could buy a beer on Sunday, because that's when they had brew laws. It's right. a place, a drive-in called Ham's in Greensboro. And he went over and got a couple of beers for him and his girlfriend. I made it to Winston-Salem, but uh, it made me think about it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Hey, I'll leave you with this. Uh, okay, this is this is a holdover from last Friday night. Uh, you couldn't think of this guy's name. He was in the uh, movie uh, "Streetcar Named Desire" and on the waterfront. The guy you couldn't think of was called Malden. Ah, okay. I I, I I don't remember that, but I, I what I what this one thing I remembered, and I, I told the guy that it was a guy named Al from Raleigh called up, and he he didn't get it. But it was uh, who the the actress who was in that movie, and whenever there's a famous scene where she's uh, you know uh, uh, an old-time movie star who's fallen into seed and she's about to 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 uh, be committed and she comes down the stairwell and she says, "Mr. Demille, I'm ready for my close-up." And I Gloria Swanson. Gloria Swanson, yeah, Yeah. I couldn't think of it and. uh, if Al is listening, I hope, hope he listens there. But, you know, I, I always enjoy watching Carl Marlin. And, you know, he uh, a Carl Marlin story, as we're getting close to the half hour here, is he was from Central Europe, his father was, and his name had a lot of consonants, you know, like Krzyzewski, like What? Hard to pronounce, in other words. So he changed it to Carl for for, you know, publicity purposes. But he was always embarrassed and maybe even ashamed of it because his father said, What, you don't like our name? You Are you ashamed of our family name? And so after that, most of the movies that he was in, uh, a figure, like in Patton, one of the soldiers that Patton slapped had the same last name that Baldwin had had. And the oh, road wow. man of Alcatraz, If you, when they go down the line of cells. You know, Bert Lancaster's in there. And I think Carl Malden is the chaplain of the warden or something. One of the prisoners has the same last name that the Malden family had. He, About in the last half of his career, he always tried to make sure that his family name got into the pictures. Well, yeah, he was in the streets of San Francisco for oh, five yes. years Uh Quentin exactly. Martin production, as they say. Yeah. Well, well, we i not let you go. It was good, thought we likewise, yeah, right, and I thank you very much. It is time for us to go right now. You timed it perfectly. All right, okay. and have a nice evening. Okay, we're talking about hitchhiking. We'll be back. Yeah,
2: I've got to find out, girl. If I have to hitchhike, all the
0: world. Oh, my goodness. On, the late, great Marvin Gay, Gaye, hiking to Chicago, because that's the last place his baby was seen. Tom Kearney on WPTF, AM 680. Uh, Nostalgia Program, we're we're thinking about, waxing poetic about, romanticizing, and being realistic, too, about hitchhiking, thumbing, whatever you might want to call it. And uh, I've gotten to tell one or two of my stories, and uh, Anthony got to tell his stories, and I want to hear yours. The number to call in is 919-860-9783, and don't be bashful. Tell us your story, because there are more guys and maybe some gals. Who have hitchhiking stories? And there's a there's a there's a number of things in radio and television. Uh, Anthony mentioned uh, uh, one of the stories about hitchhiking that uh, there's always a mystery in the hitchhiking person that you pick up on the Twilight Zone. Okay, and so uh, and uh, while you were going, uh, somebody dial us up, as you must, at 919-860-9783 if you want to tell your story. Uh, John, who did you say this was? Is this Henry that's on the phone now? Uh,
2: Henry. Henry, Henry. good evening. You're on WPTF. Yeah, Tom, good evening to you, too. Um, <clears throat> this story, um, first let me say I like your songs, that you, your filler songs that you're playing tonight. They've all been good. Thank you. Uh, but this story is not about my hitchhiking, but... Um, close to it, there's the story where someone picks someone up to give them a ride so if you'll let me i'd like to tell it well as long as it doesn't have any bad words in it it's not too long so it's not okay go for this, it this happened in wilmington many years ago it was probably probably before the year 1967 and uh, <clears throat> a man was driving in midtown wilmington and um the uh, he saw a lady who was either middle-aged or elderly walking on the sidewalk, and um, rain had be- uh, rain had begun to fall, or it was about to, be- to begin to fall, and the man who was driving his car um, pulled over and offered the lady a ride uh, to get her out of the rain, and she accepted, and he gave her the ride, and he took her, uh, drove her home. The next day, some um, men from the car dealership came to the, to the man's house and brought him a brand-new car, a brand-new uh, expensive car. And the, the point of this story is that the man had done a favor to this lady who was, uh, you know, about to get wet from the rain and who was in, in that regard was in need, and she had rewarded him with a brand-new car. And it turned out that uh, the lady was Jessie Keenan Wise, who lived in Wilmington. She was a member of the Keenan family, and she lived in a house there in Wilmington that was probably one of the biggest in town, and these people had piles of money. But the man picked her up, gave her a ride, not knowing who she was, but out of kindness, and there he was rewarded in that way. There there, there, there are a lot of mysteries like that, you know. Uh, yeah, the yeah. kind of good Samaritan
0: types, and uh, sometimes I, I think one of the, the, the things that you find in Christianity is that uh, if uh, if Jesus shows up, he's going to be an unexpected garb, if you know what I mean. So uh, you have, you have exactly. to be careful because it's when least expected. That, uh, but uh, yeah, that, that's a good
2: story. I like that. And, uh, All right, good. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad I could tell it, and. Um her house was so big, I remember seeing it, it was so large that it took up half of a city block, Tom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I
0: know. I, no reflection on Mrs. Keenan, uh, but I, I was reading about something today, and it was some uh, movie star couple, and they had bought a house that cost $3.8 million. I guess it was me, and it may be a billion, I don't know, but it had like 5,000 square feet or seven thousand five. and I just, I have no, I don't understand that. Uh, What I I do understand it, I just regret it, is what I do. I understand it. It, One of the things that used to be on WPTF, Clark Howard, would kind of go off on sometime, like I'm going off now, is he he and his wife had a house, I think it was 3,500 square feet. And, you know, Clark was kind of tight with a dollar or a penny or whatever, which is how he got into the business of giving money advice. But his wife, she wanted a bigger house, and, Anyway, they were. He, he. I think he got a lot of fun out of telling the stories about the, the the. She wanted to move some of the stuff into storage, and his theory was that when you started storing stuff, you had too much stuff then. Needed, <laughs> to get, needed to get rid of, and yeah. I, I, will just admit that I subscribe to that too. But, but that's what, uh, that's what, a good bit of America is about is getting some more stuff, and, uh, and I'm not quite sure what it, it is, but. We won't go off of that. That's a story for another night. But thank you for the the story. And it, it uh, I, I you, sometimes these days, I, I saw a lady over near Cameron Village one night, an older woman. Uh, she was black, and I think she was going to Overland Road. She lived on Overland Road, and it was very cold. And I thought about picking her up, but she she declined the offer. And, and I can understand. You don't ever know who's going to pick you no, up. You no, no, know? And, you don't. But I, And I understood, but I. I, I thought I should make the offer. You know, that's what I should do. And, uh, and uh, you but did I the right understood, thing. Understood completely. Uh, but it was—it was just so darn cold. Anyway, Henry, it's good to hear from you tonight. And take care. And uh, you too. Maybe, Thank okay, you. Okay. Good night. We'll, we'll talk again. Thank that's Henry, night. a member of our radio family recently, and uh, we talk periodically. We are here, of course, as I said at the beginning of the program, Monday through Friday, every night from nine to ten—a good hour for. Come to you. A lot of people are driving home from the mall, or coming home from choir practice, or, or something like that. Or occasionally, I found out it's the time that a husband has to dash out down to the convenience store to get the, the milk for tomorrow morning's breakfast, uh, or something like that. But in any event, uh, people join us on the radio. We are of course at AM 680 and FM 98.5, and, and you do what I did. Uh, I had recently had my battery disconnected, so all my Presets on my radio went kooflooey, as my mother would say. They, they disappeared because you had to start over. And so I made sure that WPTF was on the AM level and the FM level had uh, 98.5 on it, so I could hear WPTF at both places. We are being nostalgic tonight. When I was in college, I went to Wake Forest and graduated in 1965, and I'm pleased to have gone to a real college. Uh, now, a real university. It was called a college. That's what my ring says, college. And uh, nothing that I've ever done, other than just generally being born, pleased me more than to go there because it's uh, special and different. It's not just a large crowd. And uh, and uh, some of people eventually, if they're around many Wake Forest people, they realize that they are different. My brother, he, he asked me one time, uh, what, What's the story? He He, he was working. Uh, he's in the legal profession around a lot of Wake Forest lawyers, and he found out that they, in their academic and uh, athletic pursuits and things like that, were different from the other people that he had seen. But that's a story maybe for another night. Maybe we'll get some deacons to come and testify. Tonight we want you to testify about whether you ever got into thumbing or not. And I, I got into thumbing because I wanted to come home once in a while, and for no other reason than the. Say hello to my mother and have her, as she said, wash my clothes for me. But I did that. But they were friends that I still had in, 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 in Goldsboro in the eastern state, About 150 miles. But I, in the end, thumbed about 8,500 miles and got a few stories out of, of doing that. And uh, uh, I vowed that I would end up telling one or two of them tonight. A, a, a good story will come after the coming up break, but I hope one of you will queue up and and, and join me too. Uh, Tom, have a, uh,
2: we maybe, have Lou in Rocky Mount. Whenever you want to take it,
0: Lou in Rocky Mount. Okay, uh, let's see what time we. Got. Let's go ahead and take Lou. Maybe we can we can uh, stretch the the break situation out. Lou, good evening. I actually told John I hope you call because usually you have a good story.
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> I've got a good story uh, via my dad. He, he went to Duke in the 40s, and I know he did some hitchhiking between Arkansas and Durham uh, during his college days because he was from Little Rock. And uh, But, you know, you've really picked a theme that has that really gone by the wayside because in terms of nostalgia, I mean, you, you've got a song like uh, hitching a Ride, that you played, and then you got me and Bobby McGee, and Bobby flagged the diesel down and drove us all the way to New Orleans. Well, I didn't play that tonight. I would play it, but I didn't play it tonight. But, uh, but I think okay. in terms of today's world, it's a terrifying prospect, and uh, I think the song that The Doors did, their last hit single, Riders on the Storm, Jim Morrison's lyrics, There's a killer on the road. His brain is squirming like a toad. If you give this man a ride, sweet family will die. Killer on the road. That's what you're looking at these days. Either either the thumber or the driver. Take your pick. Could be malaria. No,
0: no, no. Certainly that's true. That's why we have to be nostalgic about it. What nostalgia means is we yearn for it, that it's gone, but we yearn for it to come back. (laughs) You know (laughs) that... Do you know the expression? You're in a way. Do You know the expression. Well, I I enjoyed my the life of my youth. I I was uh, I'm a little older than you, and I was a child of the '60s, and I, I wasn't crazy or anything, and wasn't too much into <laughs> drugs. But uh, I enjoyed the '60s. And do you know the expression "whistling by the graveyard"? Yeah, I've heard that. That means <laughs> it means you walking along out there and. And you're being brave, but you wonder just just exactly what's out there. Well, that's sort of where our whole society is right now. I mean, you might survive the the uh, the uh, the uh, virus and get shot going to the supermarket these days. I mean, it's just kind of <laughs>
1: random, hot shot. Yeah, I done. mean, it's really an upside down world. But yeah, I guess it was wonderful back in the days where you could just get out there and you know bum away. But uh, I don't really ever see anybody hitchhiking anymore, and I know, dag well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't
0: do oh, it. Oh no, well, I wouldn't either. And but I didn't feel, but it was different, and I, I felt different. I feel totally like you. I, I, wouldn't go out there for anything, and I'm glad I don't have to confront it. But then again, every kid, you know, I, as I said, that not every kid at Wake at Forest or in fact at State or Carolina or Duke or wherever had cars then. If a kid doesn't have a car now, he gets, takes out another loan, and. and, and and,
1: and yeah, it it it's a great old theme, and um, yeah, and it, it is prevalent in a lot of old movies. You see hitchhiking going on and stuff, but, well, but and, like well, you say, uh, yeah, it's a good nostalgia theme, but nowadays, mm, no dice. Uh, well,
0: what what does it say, though, that if you go to almost anywhere in Europe, I know I had a friend who was his graduation president to himself, uh, when he graduated from college, was to go over and thumb around Ireland, you know, and go to all the the uh, where the great writers lived and everything. And in Europe, uh, I think people thumb a lot. Uh, not everybody has a car, you know, because a lot of people use public transports. But sometimes they get from one place to the other. I once had a job 15 miles from where I, where I lived, and I didn't have a car. And I was uh, it, it's a crapshoot to have to you know make a schedule, you know, if you if you. If you have three or four hours to get somewhere, you you can usually do it. Uh, but uh,
1: I, had I to, remember there's a really a uh, scary movie called The Hitcher, and mm-hmm. an acting buddy of mine, Jeffrey Duman, had a part in that movie. But that that's a very scary movie concerning hitchhiking and big trucks, etc. And uh, so yeah, I mean it, 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 it's like a double double edged sword hitchhiking. That's for sure. Yep, it's just uh, more, than, more, more than we can stand. Uh, well, I thank you, I, as
0: I, John would tell you, I, t- I said I hope Luke calls tonight because he usually has a good story. And,
1: uh, I I'm appreciate it, 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 Tom. It's always good to hear you. Are you back in the studio now, or are you still doing the shows from uh, home?
0: I'm still doing it from home. It's, I still have a, a little trouble getting around I, I, because I'm basically using a walker now. I was I was using just a cane for a long time, but I... I didn't have very good balance. It's a wonder I didn't have, you know, the kind of vaccine that I had earlier than I did. Plus, I'm of an age that the further I stay away from this, conv- conv- uh, why can't I say that word, the, the virus, uh, uh, the better off I am, you know. And, uh,
1: and, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're you're uh, phoning it in. Well, um, I, I guess you know my former employer, Brooke Shields, broke her uh, leg or femur, too. Well,
0: well, John, John said that, that 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 you she had injured herself. You know, and I was telling him that about her being in movies, you know, like when she was 10 years old or 12, she made a Pretty Baby. But she graduated from Princeton, so she's pretty smart. So. With yeah, honor, yeah. Being
1: very attractive person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. Well, anyway, good talking to you, Tom, and take care of yourself, my man. We'll talk to you okay, again well, soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. And from the wrong side of the tracks, whatever that may mean,
0: he's our guy and that's lou uh he's actually from rocky mount where the train runs right down the middle of town that's why we say that but he's he's an entertaining person and a member of our radio family and i always look forward to his calls we're going to take a break now and come back and uh maybe you have a story about the thumbing that we're nostalgic for we're I am, at least, wishing that those towns were still here when I felt safe and that if my car was broken down, I could walk out in front of my house and if I could get to, to a main street, it's not very easy to turn on, you know, on side streets, but if you could get to a main street, like I said, the last time I remember actually thumbing was I got to Hillsborough Street in the snow and a guy picked me up and took me down to our studios on Salisbury Street. Didn't have to drive my car. We'll be back. I was telling John, I got picked up. uh, John is our producer by all kinds of people. I got picked up by a vermin truck one time from, I think it was from, uh, I don't want to say anything wrong, but I think it was from Carolina Biological Supply House, which was a company in Guilford or somewhere that uh, uh, mounted animals. And that's where your biological classes in high school got their frogs and everything. But they would get going around and they picked up. dead animals and stuffed them and so on, if, it was, if I've got the right name, but, uh, and I got picked up by, I got picked up in the salem by a Navy doctor one time, it was about, uh, well, I don't know what time it was, but he had, uh, if he didn't get to Camp Lejeune by one o'clock, he was going to be AWOL, and that, that isn't something to pretend, he really was going to be AWOL, so he put me in the car, and he took off, and he was, flying, and he dropped me at the Sunrise Shopping Center in Goldsboro, which is about 55 miles from Lejeune, at exactly 12 noon, so he still had an hour, and he had 55 miles to go over mostly two-lane roads, but I've sort of always assumed, I never, you know, it was just a passing fancy that that I knew who he was, but I've always assumed that he, in fact, got there in time. uh, Picked up one day in a, in a hearse uh, between Winston Salem and Greensboro. Had a coffin in the back. You could see it. People were pulling over to the side of the road. They used to show a little, little uh, respect for, for what was supposed to be. There wasn't actually a body in there, the guy said, but, uh, but it was interesting that people, when they saw the hearse, and what looked like a, a coffin in the back. So I got a lot of interesting rights. State legislator picked me up one time and other interesting things, and I will not tell you my most interesting story because we might want to use this topic again. I will tell you that tomorrow night will be Friday Night Trivia Night, and I hope you will join in. Then Monday night we're going to talk with Austin Maddox about stamps and coins. We're here every night Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 with a little bit of live and in real-time radio on AM 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM.